This is the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast. I'm Matt and today I'm going to be giving you a comic to read before you die. Right off the bat, if you give me a follow, a like, even recommend your friends, comments and messages are more than welcome. If you've got something you want me to talk about, let me know. So today's comic to read before you die is House of M. So House of M was wrote by Brian, the legend Brian Michael Bendis and art by Olivia Kupel. Kupel, however you say that. Um, Really good art, by the way. Okay, yeah, I can't, I butchered his name, but really good art at the same time. Okay, yeah. And if you look at some of the artwork in it, especially when I've um, seen clips of Toad, he's literally the Toad from the, the way I look at him. If you've ever watched um, Days of Future Past, um, Toad from there is basically the Toad that we've got in this. And there is just some great, great artwork, great stills. Um, I love the idea behind the story. So I'm going to give this synopsis. So the X-Men, mutants born with incredible powers and sworn to protect the world um, that hates and fears them. The Avengers, the legendary team of heroes dedicated to protecting the innocent and uh, innocent against threats too great for one single champion to face. They are Marvel Universe most powerful teams. Alongside lone heroes such as Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, they've risked their lives to save the world on occasions too numerous to count. Yet... A time has come then when the morals and ethics of Earth's champions face the greatest challenge. What do heroes do when one of their most powerful of their no- no- What do heroes do when one of the most powerful of their number, the reality-altering mutant and daughter of Magneto, the Scarlet Witch, goes insane? How do heroes contend with a world-shattering threat when its source is one of their own and the fate of reality hangs in the balance? So this collects um, House of M. Um, Number one, numbers one to eight. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, yeah, does Ultimate Spider-Man, New Avengers. He, he's he's just brilliant in it. So Olivia Colpel, Copel, Copel, uh, he does Avengers as well, and you can tell he's really, really loves the Avengers because the way that he draws them. I love the way that he draws Logan in this particular book. Um, I think Wolverine, obviously. Yeah. This is probably at the height of his uh, his popularity as well. So it's kind of to be seen that you know, Wolverine would be one of the main characters within this book. And he is because it, his powers are just so easy to write into yeah, like reality warping and all this. You know what I mean? Because it, his mind can heal. So he, you know, he has memories of the, other, the way the world used to be and stuff like that. This book was wrote in 2005. So I, the last book I talked about was Teen Titans and The Future Is Now, which was wrote around the same time. And these are two great books from different universes, different, you know, you know obviously different writers. And they're both smashing it. This is just a great era for comic books, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Um, what I love about this particular one is that, and is it's the scope of how many people are in it, how many how many mutants, how many superheroes, villains, all that jazz, do you know what I mean? And I kind of feel like you know, to a certain extent, Wonder makes a better world for them, do you know what I mean? And I, I obviously think that's the whole point. But um you know the the fact that right at the beginning of the book that you know, all the heroes are standing around, they've invited the Avengers to the tower 
and they're literally having a chat about what they should do about Wonder, and you know, like I'm pretty sure there's a lot of you know, we should kill her kind of thing going on, um, but I kind of feel like yeah, great book. I love the visuals of Genosha and stuff like that, and yeah, like obviously Genosha's not not doing great at this point, but um, yeah, it's just ruins, but it's just it's so good to look at. Do you know what I mean? Um, Olivia Olivia Copal has he's done a blinder with his uh, his visuals as well because you know with the there's just so many heroes in it at this point and it's just so good. I love Luke Cage being you know dreaded up in it and being the man. Yeah, it's just a great great book. One of the best things to come from this book is yeah is them creating Layla Miller. So. Layla Miller, she is a mutant. I'm not going to talk too much about her mutant power because it doesn't really matter at this point because it's it's not her power that she's got at this point. So the idea of Layla Miller is though that she she knows stuff. So that is exactly how she describes it. She just knows stuff. That's that's it. That's her ability. Do you know what I mean? So it it comes across as precognition to begin with, and she. Um, she knows the events of what happened. She she basically she tells the same story that Logan ends up telling um, to Luke Cage, and she's, she's just a great character. And she goes on to have some great storylines within X Factor. So if you get a chance, start reading some X Factor as well. So great fight scenes, great action all the way through. Uh, like I said, great visuals, just a great great comic and. To see one that's like breakdown is just like it's tragic, do you know what I mean? Because she's been such a you know a leading member of the Avengers for so long and to lose it all. She you know, if you've watched WandaVision, it's it's WandaVision but much, much better. <laughs> okay, yeah. And it it shows her creating her children and then she she leads up to one of the greatest storylines that the X-Men have ever had and it's decimation of most of the mutant populace. She decimates, she, she basically uses every reality warping powers and says no more mutants. Sending everyone back to the real world. You know, she created a world where, you know, things were better and then everyone started to get wise to it and they... You know, they come to fight her for it. Um, people die, people get erased, and then um, she says no more mutants, sending them all back, with most leaving only about 300 mutants left in the world. So they are an endangered species now. So it's just a great, great book. You know, seeing the, the devastation to the X Men at the end is just like, it's shocking the fact that. Half the mutants in the school of they're just powerless now. They've got no powers left. It's not exactly a happy ending for the Avengers or the X Men. So it just leads to so many good stories. So obviously the X Men have to deal with uh, a mutant registration act that gets put in. They have sentinels on you know, on the school grounds after this and stuff. The Avengers, um, you know. They have the new Avengers that come out of this, and you know it just 
just great, great storylines that lead to even more greater storylines after that. So House of M is a great book, and I love the fact that it almost takes in, it's almost an Elseworld comic because everything's different, and there's only certain characters that actually remember what's going on before, and they recruit who they can, and even when they get back, they only the characters that were involved directly in the events that took place um, before one that you know decimated the mutants know what was going on. Anyone else is oblivious to the whole thing. It's just a great, great comic and well deserving of being on one of the comics you should read before you die. I'm Matt, and this has been the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>